everyone and welcome to another edition of the Jim and the King AFL podcast. I'm Jim, sitting to my right is Denver Dave and we're here to talk about the NFL. How's it going Dave? It's good, how are you? I'm very good mate, what a great weekend we just had. Uh, it was good, it was very good. <laughs> at times it was good, at times it was terrible. Only the last game I thought Only was the last game. But the three before it... <laughs> yeah, fortunately it was the last game, we didn't, no one had to stay up to watch it. Well, I stayed up for a, As soon as a it, certain incident happened, I went, right, that's me done. Well... Well, so are the Eagles. Watched it the next day. <laughs> we'll talk about that later, Dave. Before we talk about that, and yeah. then, of course, we'll talk about the preview of the divisional games, we're going to talk about some news because it's a bit of a delayed Black Friday. Usually, the last weekend of the season... <laughs> that's, the, that's, that's what I've done there by accident. Yeah. Um, no pun intended. But usually, after the last weekend of the regular season, you see a whole load of coaches get fired in what they dubbed Black Monday. And so... It hasn't happened quite as quickly as that. Obviously, Freddie Kitchens was about the only one that went on the day. Well, he didn't even go on the day. He it was a few hours the, after. He went on the Sunday. Yeah, on a few hours the after Sunday. the, the yeah. game. I don't think anyone went on the Monday, really. No, but you already had um, an empty chair in Carolina. You wasn't ready an empty chair in Washington. So it was just that third one. And obviously, it's been yeah. several days. Uh, when we did our podcast last week, Jason Garrett was still technically the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys week further on that is no longer the case he's finally allowed himself to be fired in Dallas very strange story <laughs> going out there yeah. um, the word I think was that he was begging to stay and well, Jerry said that if we can't find anyone else better then we'll bring you back well at first it was he fought really hard for his job and then it was it was requesting and then it was he was begging so it depends on what mm. you read and who you believe really <laughs> I guess three meetings they changed each time didn't they yeah and the fallout is that Mike McCarthy has been selected as the new Dallas Cowboys head coach, ex-Green Bay Packer, yeah. uh, fell out of favour the last couple of years with Aaron Rodgers, otherwise he'd still be there, obviously. Um, what do you reckon, Dave? It was kind of a steady Eddie high here. Uh, I think it's the perfect sign-in, to be perfectly honest. Oh, yeah? Um, well, he played second fiddle to Rodgers in Green Bay, and now he can <laughs> play second fiddle to Jerry Jones in in Dallas. It's, it's the perfect <laughs> signing. I think what does surprise me slightly is the fact that number one, he's still on the board because I think the, I thought the Browns would have snapped him up. Well, they were looking at him, weren't they? Yeah, I think I don't know if he interviewed or not, but it also surprises me with a lot of names out there that the Cowboys have done that. He kind of he wasn't big enough for the Cowboys, but then again, at the same time, Garrett wasn't big enough for the Cowboys, and he spent a long time there. Mm. But They've had some big name coaches in the past. Well, they have. I mean, Bill Parcells is the one that immediately stands out. Tom, Jimmy Landry, Johnson, Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, I mean, huge names. Yeah, the ones that had success, but the ones that didn't take yeah. any shit from Jerry Jones, basically. Yeah, and it just it feels a bit underwhelming. Well, I think that's the real problem for Dallas Cowboys fans. They were hoping for an Urban Meyer or someone. You know, yeah. I mean, there was he's got a pedigree. I mean, with the greatest respect to the Cowboys, I don't see Urban Meyer going to the Cowboys. I think he goes somewhere where he has control. As controversial as it is to say, I think there's more chance of him going to the Browns than there is the Cowboys. Just because <laughs> Urban Meyer has had success where he has had control. Yeah. I mean, it's the same with Nick Saban as well. Everyone is not unknown. Anyone who doesn't know Nick Saban is the um, head coach of Alabama. Nick Saban will be leaving Alabama soon because all of the guys that are redshirting behind the current lot aren't that good yeah and the revolution is coming to an end so he will either be retiring or coming to the NFL he will be coming to the NFL where he has control and Nick Saban's record is unrivaled in recent history it's not been so great when he was in the NFL didn't have a good no. time with the Dolphins no but again control it's all about yeah. control and that's the thing 
Mazziola Mazziola said, is not going to get control at, at the uh, Cowboys. It's just no. Not. Whereas at least at the Browns, you've got no GM uh, in place at the moment. Well, so there is a chance, a bit like Rivera. Well, the thing, um, I can't remember the Browns owner's name. but Jimmy he, Haslam. Jimmy Haslam. He came out and said, we're going to choose the head coach uh, that is then going to allow us, uh, we're going to work with the head coach to pick the GM. I mean, how many how many people choose their own boss? Because yeah, that's, crazy, that's literally it? what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. imagine, imagine if you could choose your own boss. Mm. You walk over. I've already got my perfect boss. Well, I don't know if he's listening. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, me too. Just in case, me too. <laughs> yeah. Doing, Dave? Doing? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, it just seems a bit of a weird. You know, what? it's not a weird thing. It's a Browns thing. So well done for uh, starting next season early. Well Desperation. Done. It just makes it even more of a good hire now that the Skins picked up Ron Rivera early doors. Yeah. They had they picked out the best candidate by far. But again, that's control. Yeah. Ron Rivera will have all the control that he wants mm. in uh, Washington. But I think that with Rivera, what we've seen before when he's had control is it's breeded success. And it's only as that control has dwindled in recent years that that success has dwindled as well. Mm. Um, it's on the Redskins to give him as much control as they can. But at the same time, you don't want to go down the Bill O'Brien route of giving you know, <laughs> giving away the, the farm for instant success yeah um, potential instant success which we'll come on to later like, I'm sure yeah uh, let's go through some others then quickly because we've got loads to get through um, the second big one then was Matt Rule is the new Carolina Panthers head coach yeah with a 60 million deal to stop any meeting with the Giants seven years yeah so this is the Baylor head coach yes and it seems like he was quite in demand the Giants I think were expecting to get him in the building for an interview yeah with high hopes of actually landing him Carolina was so impressed they didn't want him to leave the, the building so offered him this mega contract hmm. they said that you could at least phone New York to see if they'd match the offer and New York weren't going to match the offer they'd come straight out of the blue that they were going to offer him that kind of a contract so they didn't and Matt Rawl is now in Carolina Yeah. and what do you reckon about that hire because he hasn't got any NFL experience I, I mean what we've seen in recent years is young Young head coaches who know how to scheme and know situational play. Um, I mean, it's one of the reasons that Wade Phillips is out at uh, the Rams. Yeah. Because Wade Phillips, and it's been said before, you know what Wade Phillips is going to give you. You know what you're playing against. You've Mm. still got to beat it. Mm. And you can't always do that. It's not situational two-minute drills or uh, running down situations that you know will work under certain circumstances trying to spot what they're doing it's literally this is the way we play we play a 4-3 blitz we'll play a 2 open it's what we do and it's changing the face of what the NFL is um, defences always takes takes time to catch up to offence in terms of the way that defences are schemed and it's to a certain degree a young man's game mm. and it's not really a well, shock I hope that, that Wade Phillips stays in the league though because he's undoubtedly one of the best defensive coordinators we've got out there he was Absolutely. No, no, no. I, he Come was. On, no, no, no. Absolutely, he was, um, and he probably still is one of the best minds. It's just that a lot of head coaches don't now want that to be part of their scheme, and they don't necessarily mm. want someone who commands that much power. Maybe um, again, formerly with the Cowboys, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him because he's now 74 75 something like that yeah I mean I've got massive love for him almost as old as Tom Brady yeah almost (laughs) 
Um, um, slightly more mobile than Tom Brady. Anyone who, anyone who knows what Wade Phillips looks like, then we get that joke. <laughs> um, no, I've got massive love for him. I mean, he won Super Bowl with the Broncos. Yeah, yeah so um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of Matt Rule, it was a surprise when... Uh, it wasn't a surprise when I heard his name because um, it's one of those names that you know he's Someone was had taking success him. in college. He was yeah. coming to the NFL. was a surprise when I heard it was a seven-year contract. Yeah, for that kind of money. But yeah, well, that the money is irrelevant. Um, so anyone who doesn't know, again, the uh, head coach's money doesn't count towards cap. That's how the Raiders could offer a hundred and something million to um, John Gruden. John Gruden for ten years. Yeah, yeah. It's still working out. It's all cash money, homie. Yeah, it's all it is. to work out. The last one in the uh, the triangle was Joe Judge. Yeah, is the new head coach of the New York Football Giants. Why are you laughing? Well, come on. The, Why are you laughing? Well, when you think about the Patriots this season, what do you think was their really their best part of the game? Special teams, wide receivers, wide receivers. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. You think about you know, Mohamed Sanu, Nikhil Harry, Josh yep. Gordon, Antonio Brown, Julian Edelman. You know, you think about that, that yep. great group that have driven them through to the, the divisional round. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy behind it all was Joe Judge, and so the New York Giants have taken him on as their head coach, as you should do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as you said, he was previously the special teams coach. He's still uh, and Alabama he's currently as well. the special teams coach at the 49ers. At uh, 49ers, uh, New England, rather. <laughs> well, not anymore. No, he, well, not now. He was both. He was yeah, both the wide receiver both. coach and the special teams coach. Um, doesn't shock me that, I mean, his name's been put about a few times as well, but it's always been on the periphery. It's never been, he's the favourite for this he's job. He's never had a proper job. coordinator job. No, I mean... I'll take you back slightly. When the Broncos hired Vance Joseph, mm-hmm. there was two or three people coming out giving glowing references. Not met literally only two or three. Yeah. Um, when Kyle Shanahan got uh, signed to be offensive coordinator for the Falcons and head coach for the 49ers, there was a trail as long as your arm. You couldn't turn on any NFL network without someone saying, <laughs> he's amazing, he's great. Yeah. It's a similar thing this time. People are coming out with no, no vested interest, really. I mean, no one knows him. No, they do. I oh, no one knows him. Pipe down. <laughs> there's so many people with the Patriots who are giving glowing references to him. Now, there's no reason yeah, for them to do to that. To the Giants. There's no reason for them to do it. There's still a loyalty between um, people who know each other saying, no, he is a solid guy. And who was the last special teams coordinator to be hired as head coach? Oh, here we go. It's going to be Harbour, isn't it? You're exactly. going to bring up Harbour. No, ex- I'm just saying. 15 years ago, wasn't it? Just saying. And. <laughs> Doesn't um, prove the rule, does it? What exactly did uh, Bill Belichick start out as? Look, they've all been through the Special tree. Teams but they also, but he was also a coordinator, Dave. Yes. Before he got his head coaching job, he was a coordinator. He was, but he was still a special teams coordinator, and that was still his expertise. Yeah, that's the beginner stage. The Patriots have still got, still still been decent this season on special teams, but no team has really shone apart from maybe the Titans. Mm. But it's do you know what they've got their guy now run with it he's happy with uh, they've been duped yet again they got suckered in with the Daniel Jones stories and now they're in with Joe Judge because they make stupid decisions this is a stupid decision okay there were better candidates out there let's see how it pans out we're gonna have to aren't we I can't wait to see that and I'm sure Simon as an Eagles fan is looking forward to it as well I'm sure he is I'm sure I'm sure he paid absolutely no attention since we as seen as the Giants haven't really been relevant to him for a good number of years now so I don't a couple of wins a season it's always a just nice note it's going to continue well we'll see <laughs> <laughs> let's go on then Dave let's talk about the games that happened over the weekend the wildcard games 
started on Saturday night. It was the Buffalo Bills at the Houston Texans. It went to overtime. Final score was 22 points to 19 in the Texans' favour. You had Deshaun Watson throwing 247 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. He took seven sacks on this game uh, and lost a fumble. Yeah. Josh Allen on the other side, um, he went 24 of 46 passing, which is not great. 264 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He took three sacks and also lost a fumble. Um, in fact, the only person that threw a touchdown for the Bills was John Brown on his one throw uh, for 16 yards to Josh Allen. So, instant thoughts on the game. It was obviously a 16-0 lead for the, the Bills going into the third quarter, wasn't it? And then a big comeback from the, the Texans. Yeah, I thought this was one of the games of the season. I'm not going to lie. I okay. really, really enjoyed watching the game. Right. Uh, it was close all the way through. Um, I think at one point the, there was even a 16-point lead. Um, That's what I just said. Though. Yeah, so it was a 16-point <laughs> lead. and But it still felt close. It, it yeah, wasn't, it didn't was two feel, scores, isn't it? Yeah, it didn't feel like a blowout. No. Um it was brilliant. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I think it was Deshaun Watson proving really how good he is. Oh, yeah. Um, with his arms and his feet. I mean, the real key moments of a quarterback, what makes a quarterback a quarterback, what makes him great is what he does in clutch moments. I'm not talking about those clutch moments we all talk about during the season when you're one score down away to the Bengals and mm-hmm. shit like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the real key moments that define a career yeah. in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl. And this was one of his moments. And it's, it affords you leeway in the future. Sean Watson can have a terrible season next year. He could have an awful season. He'll still be there the year after because of what he's done in this game. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And it's, that's exactly the reason that Eli spent so long in New York. Because he built up that, that trust of being clutch. And everyone just went, it's fine, he'll come through. Until eventually, I mean, how long did it take to run out? Five years? Yeah, you build up that currency, and that's what he's doing now. Is building up the currency. He took the team kicking and screaming, and won. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it helps. He's got a number one target in the league. Well, yeah, John Joe Hopkins had ninety yards on the game. Yeah. Uh, it was Carlos Hyde that caught the touchdown for them. Uh, Deshaun Watson also ran one in. Uh, that was with one minute thirty three left in the third quarter. He got that twenty yard run, and then he also uh, ran in for the two point conversion to bring it back to sixteen eight. And then you had the field goals going in and then a touchdown for Carlos Hyde. And then it was Jonathan Hopkins with the two-point conversion as well yeah. with four and a half minutes left that gave Buffalo the time to bring back for a field goal. So it went into overtime. There were a couple of punts. And then Deshaun Watson had it on, a was it a third down or something? And he had two Bills players come in, should have sacked him up, and they banged into each other. He managed to stay on his feet, roll out to the right, then managed to get a pass off to, I think it was Duke Johnson, who went running down the field, yeah. got him into field goal range, and then it was Kymie Fairburn, who was ice cold through the game, yeah. making all your kicks. And I think it was third and 18. Was it really it third, and third and 18? It was long. Yeah. Uh, nice little twizzle, that's what I'm going to call it. Yeah. Uh, screen pass and just ran out to get a, to get a first down. Yeah. Yeah. Finish the game. But again, it's, it's those, kind of, those kind of things are going to drive... A head coach crazy. Sean McDermott standing there going, Really? That that's how I'm supposed to do. Yeah. What can you do when a tailback's carrying it that far? 
But oh, when you should have sacked the quarterback, and he yeah. just managed to somehow no, stay did. on his feet. They did sack the quarterback. That's the thing. He just stayed up. He just, he, he just bounced off players constantly. This is why he should have point, been the first quarterback taken on that, I that draft. There was one point where he broke through the line, and Tre'Davious White nailed him, like mm-hmm. properly nailed him. Tre'Davious White goes down, and Watson goes sorry. And just carries on running. <laughs> it was, it was, you're sitting there going, "I wanted the Bills to win this game," and I'm sitting there going, "Just stop him!" Just by the end of it, I'm just like. I, kind of a Watson to win this I'm not going to lie <laughs> the story of coming back from 16 down is amazing yeah yeah and the, the thing that really stood out for me Dave was actually what was happening on the sideline at the end of that, the, the regulation because basically for the whole of the second half you had Josh Allen every time it cuts him on the sideline he had the reddest cheeks yeah like he was nervous like there was something going on there where he wasn't comfortable at all and you cut to Deshaun Watson he's just sat there doesn't nothing's phasing him by the looks of it on the sideline well, and that that shows in his play I think he's not when, erratic when he's throwing the ball I think when you look at look at it from Josh Allen's point of view so he knows he's not as good as Watson everyone knows that it's not a secret he's not as good as Watson his offense isn't as good he doesn't have a wide receiver as good the tight ends aren't as good his offense just is not as good simple as that he's losing a lead he's in the playoffs for the first time he's I mean if he's not nervous you're asking you know you're asking questions at that point of course he's going to be nervous the only thing is is the fact that in overtime he was taking sacks he didn't need to he got done for intentional grounding when he threw it to a lineman mm-hmm. who was not an eligible receiver I mean in the se- in the second or third quarter I think he threw a pick it should have been a pick six and it wasn't taken yeah um, I think the scheming was wrong for this game I'm not going to lie but at the same time the Texans haven't won a playoff game before this so Deshaun no, it's the Deshaun first time won- for him yeah, agreed and then at the other, on the other side you talk about Josh Allen but he had caught a touchdown pass he was 16 points up in the game yes but by the time the he camera was, the, was panning he was the leading him, rusher was not, for yeah, the Bills by the, by the time the camera was panning to him he wasn't 16 points up no he was the lead rusher he had no wide receiver Cole Beasley who potentially is one of the best receivers that he has apart from Brown mm. Brown was being double teamed constantly I mean, Cunningham, Cunningham was painted on him yeah. Bradley Roby was standing all over him it was ridiculous there's no way you can throw it to him um, Singletary was probably his best receiver in, well he in, was in yeah. short slants I mean 6 of 7 targets for 76 yards yeah and only seven, what, 68 rushing yards uh, 58 rushing yards on yeah. 13 carries on 13 carries I mean I don't understand 13 carries but he did well I, I liked Singletary in this game and yeah, the no, whole I season do. really he's had a good rookie season he's had a great rookie season um, I think Allen was correctly so in terms of attempts this uh, in the wildcard games yeah um, he had 46 attempts at throwing 46 yeah. that's more than any other quarterback in the wildcard round by <laughs> a margin right now when you don't have premier wide receivers, as a wide receiver group, as a wide receiver core out of every wildcard team, theirs mm-hmm. is the poorest, and yet they're throwing it more. That's a problem. If only that Joe Judge helping them out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's because the Patriots are throwing it. It just felt like they could have just run it more. They could have just run it a lot more. And if you look at the other games, like, I don't know, the Titans, yeah. they didn't. They hardly threw it. They ran it and well, ran it and we'll ran it and ran it and ran it. And it, it, we, we, we were constantly saying last week about how the Titans are poor on the outside. Now, Devin Singletary should have been on the outside rushing. Now, he's on the outside receiving which is fine. Short little slants to him and he was getting yards on the outside, but he should have rushed more. He should have had more time. And there is no, there's no 
there's no thought process around Singletary not being fit enough because, well, quite frankly, if he wasn't fit enough, he wouldn't have had all those receptions at the same time. Yeah. I mean, Frank Gore had carries in this game. Frank Gore should not have had any carries in this game. Aww. He should have all been Singletary. And I like Frank Gore. You need to switch have... it up sometimes. Yeah. Um, okay. Maybe you've had two or three, not nine. All right. It, not having it. It, it, it was. I think Allen was used incorrectly. Whatever whatever they were trying to do, and I understand with the Bills, uh, with the Texans, go over the top. I get that mm-hmm. because they've only got players like Bradley Roby, and Bradley Roby had a decent game actually. But it just felt like when they were sixteen up, they stopped being as aggressive, and I think it hurt them. Mm. Is that all? Well, there was also that sack by JJ Watt. There was a kind of a momentum changer. It fired up the crowd a little bit. You know, they were yeah. getting a little bit scared of what was happening to their team getting shut out in the, in the second half. Yeah, it was. But again, it was the performance of one person. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, the defense has got to take some credit as well. I think they did make some very important stops. Whitney Mercer has had the sack as well as, as Jacob Martin. It's not difficult to sack Josh Allen though. It's hard to bring him down. No, no, no. But it's it's very, very easy to get to a quarterback who runs more. When you're behind someone who's got a solid line yeah. and they get it off early, it's very difficult to sack them. Josh Allen puts himself in the firing line. So I'm not, say, I'm not saying it's easy to sack him, but it's much more likely that you're going to. It doesn't mean to say you're going to be successful. I better hit him, but bringing a guy that size down is not, yeah. not easy. No, I agree. Better but, just mention the, the Bills defense, because obviously yeah. that's what you hang your hat on last week. There were three sacks for Jerry Hughes, two for Trent Murphy, and ones for Tremaine Edmonds and Saran Neal on Deshaun Watson. So they feasted, but in the end, the Deshaun Watson half, came up on top. First half, they were they were immense. Um, one of the big things I think was penalties. The right. Bills had so many penalties. I think they had about seventy or eighty yards in penalties, um, and the Texans had barely had anything. Uh, it was it was fairly constant. Um, so in the second in the across the whole game, in terms of actual true yards, uh, the Bills had seventy eight penalty yards. Texans twenty. Yeah, that makes a difference in a wild card game. It it's ridiculous, and a lot of it was Larry Tunsil. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, you take away that one player, and there's almost no penalty yards for the Texans. No. So all of the Texans' penalty yards came from one player. Other than that, nothing across the whole team. The Bills spread across everyone. Mm. And it was it was just... That was a shame, because a lot of it was in the second half as well. They're going to have to work on Tonsil, because he is a great talent at left tackle, but he's got to clean that up, because... Yeah. yeah, without a doubt. They can't get away with that next round. Yeah, without that's not, a doubt. That's, that can't happen. Um, yeah, so great result for the Texans. Uh, I'd bet on them to win that game. Uh, you had bet on the Bills, so... I I don't think for this game you get any credit for betting on the Texans. Absolutely, you should have credit for betting on the Garbage. Texans. This was I so bet on the quarterback. Close. This was so so close. I don't still think still better. Matters. Right. I don't, still... It doesn't matter. <laughs> of course, it matters because it was a field goal in overtime. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's irrelevant. He made them into field goal range. All right. You have to think about the whole team. I thought about Fairburn as well. To be fair, Stephen Hauschka was was perfect as well. Four field goals and two extra points. Hauschka's got the hardest Hit job in sport. Being a place wow. being a place kicker in Buffalo is the <laughs> hardest job in sport. I can think of better jobs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, better jobs. <laughs> think of a harder one. Uh, let's move on to the second game. That was the Tennessee Titans at the New England Patriots, Dave. And the final score was 20-13. to 13. To the Titans! 
<laughs> well done, Tennessee. Yes. Uh, first question that everyone gets asked then, is the dynasty over? Uh, I think it's been over for a Has the Death Star weeks. just been destroyed? Do you know what? I hope Brady stays. Oh, yeah. I really do, because he looked... <laughs> that would be a brilliant season, them two again. looked slow, mm. looked injured. His footwork was diabolical. His line wasn't great. He had no receivers. He doesn't look like Tom Brady. No one's mentioned injuries. So. Uh, well... There's age and injury. The first thing they've come out and said, no, no, he's fit, he's fit, he's fit. Yeah. So that, to me, is mentioning injuries immediately. And he's been injured all the way up to this. So we're talking, he got tennis elbow on the lead up to this game. <laughs> yeah. He had a problem with his hip, he had a problem with his knee, he had a low ankle sprain towards the end of the season as well. There have been significant injuries. And a lot of the pods I've listened to, they've been mentioning injuries as well. The So part of me is wanting him to stay and willing him to stay because I want to see that over 16 games next season what being a year older that Brady that we saw in the weekend <laughs> I want to see that one but also wow. I, kind of, I would kind of like it if Brady retires and the last thing he ever does is throw a pick six that'd be kind well, of nice. that's, well yeah I mean you've given the uh, ending away in the head eh? but yeah it was spoiler yeah exactly it was a it was a great game it was 14-13 at half time to the the Titans uh, it started off with a field goal to, for Nick Falk um and then it was a 12-yard catch by Anthony Ferkser from Ryan Tannehill uh, that got the Titans in the lead. You need to be careful how you say his name. I'm very careful with Ferkser. <laughs> Handle Ferkser with care. In the second quarter, Julian Edelman got a five-yard run, uh, touchdown. Nick Falk obviously converted that. And then they scored a field goal with just over two minutes left in the first half. Uh, and then they allowed Tennessee to drive seven plays down the field. Derek Henry, a one-yard run, uh, 35 seconds left. He got all 75 of those yards <laughs> to put them up 14-13. to 13. And then there was no score in the third quarter. It was back and forth. Fourth quarter, uh, they were pinned down at the one-yard line to start their last play and sorry, their last drive for the Patriots. And Tom Brady, as you mentioned there, stepped back, threw it right, straight into Logan Ryan, the ex-Patriot, who ran it back nine yards for a pick six. Ball game! And interesting, Logan Ryan is our free agent this year. Ooh. And uh, there's uh, a lot of talk of him going to uh, um, LA, which will be interesting. Which one? The Rams. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So Because they've got loads of money spare, haven't they? Well, that's what I thought as well, but <laughs> who knows? What's happening there? It's printing money or something. <laughs> uh, let's go through the stats then quickly. So Thomas Brady... 20 of 37. Thomas Brady. For two, well, he's that old. Giving him respect. 209 yards, no touchdowns, that one interception, pick six, uh, rating of 59.4. Ryan Tannehill, eight completions on 15 throws for 72 yards, one touchdown to Ferkser, and one interception as well. Uh, that interception was Duran Harmon. And who else did we have? Marcus Mariota. I was going to say, what about for, Mariota? All right, I'm going to give him credit. The one for game. one <laughs> for the four yards. Game. Yes. Well, a rating of 83.3. There you go. Obviously, the, the main star of the show was Derek Henry, who had... Was it? Yeah. 34 carries for 182 yards and a touchdown. One reception for 22 yards as well. Uh, he was completely unstoppable. I told you before the game that the Patriots had trouble stopping runs up the middle. Yep. And there it is. The leading rusher 
stomped all over that Patriots defense. Thirty-four carries. That's what you want. That's what you want on Singletary. So. Come on. I, I'm not saying 34 on single turn. I mean, no, no, I have nothing against Henry whatsoever. Fair play. It's just I worry about the amount of carries he's getting. That's 64 carries in the last two games. Yeah. I mean, that's rough. That's going to take its toll on him. There's only a few games later. in the playoffs. For the Titans, there might yep. be fewer than others. Um, so why not go all out? Exactly. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed the way that they played. I think they played to their strength. It was interesting that they brought on Dion Lewis a couple of times to basically stand next to um, Derek Henry. And he was not in there as a, as a fullback. He was in there to basically go, we may hand it off left or right. And then every time, we're going to hand it off left. Yeah. <laughs> That's literally every single time. Well, he's also good at pass blocking as Dion Lewis. So. He's not bad. I mean, yeah, he's not a fullback, but yeah, he's not bad. And it's nice to get as many expatriates on the other side as possible. I mean, they are the junior patriots. They are, yeah. They? They've taken all of them. Yeah. Malcolm Butler and everyone else, so... Uh, yeah, it was a good game. Like you said, Tannehill didn't need to throw it in this game. No, he only threw it 15 times. It was ridiculous. Yeah. So, as a result, none of the receivers... AJ Brown didn't really feature. Uh, what did he do in the end? One catch for four yards on one target. And uh, Johnny Smith had one catch for nine yards. That was really was almost nothing in the air. But it, again, it didn't need to. They were happy to ground and pound it and so, make the yards that way. About... Um six months ago I watched there's a masterclass um, on YouTube from Xavier Rhodes or a masterclass that's what I just say <laughs> you said masterclass masterclass from you, Xavier you've gone Rhodes. north I've gone south yeah, I'm go. from the north um, and <laughs> he was really. he was talking about um, reading players when they come out of a huddle yeah and it's something I watch a lot now mm-hmm. um, and he used to say that you could always tell when Julio Jones was going to get a snap because he'd come out of a huddle and he'd be bouncing you're like right the ball's going to him right, yeah. it's not like you can do when Julio Jones gets thrown the ball but you no. know when, at least when it's going to him and I was watching AJ Brown and every time he came out like he was going to get the ball and he fooled me a right. lot I mean he never got the ball Yeah, and it was a similar thing with Chris Hogan Chris Hogan looked exactly the same mm-hmm. and they just you know he'd walk out to the sidelines burn down and because the cornerback you can't tell whether he is or isn't going to get it so you have to pay him the full respect and go with him every time Yeah. and it was a similar thing with AJ Brown there's one point where he ran out wide cut inside ran a perfect slant and the quarterback didn't even look at him no. so he knew he wasn't getting the ball but still convi- he still convinced the cornerback to run with him and to go with him and little things like that win battles and they create space so when eventually Henry does break through the line which let's be honest he does a lot there's space there for him to run into and the safeties couldn't cover him it's too big Mm -hmm. so they were having to double team so when they were throwing slants the guys were standing their way open I mean the the amount of yards after 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 the catch that the Titans were getting on their throws ridiculous Um, but yeah perfectly executed I'm really happy for the Titans they deserved this victory they were the better team going into the the matchup I felt which is why I put money on it I and I said two, two I, for zero. Yeah, well, two I for zero, said I I want the Titans to win, and I thought they probably would win. But it's the it's the Patriots, and I've been bitten too many times. But I also put money on it, and I also won, so I'm Ooh. happy with that. It wasn't a lot, but you know. So you listen to me then. Keeps okay. me in the life of luxury that I'm used to. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. That's the uh, the Patriots out, and of course we've got no idea what's happening. Tom Brady today uh, sent out a, a message to the fans, just saying thank you for everything. And yeah. Uh, he's not finished. Well, so the point of the, the, there is a couple of elements to this. I'm not going to spend too long on it because no, I mean it's the thing that everyone's talking about. But 
Okay, Brady decides he wants to stay. That's all well and good, but the Patriots have to want to keep him. Now, I know Bob Kraft is going to obviously step out of his massage parlor for one minute and actually uh, say, no, we're going to keep him because he loves him, which is fine. If but, Done that once before. Yeah. Well, he still stepped out and there's a policeman waiting for him. <laughs> but, I mean, is Brady ruining his legacy? I don't think he is because he's achieved too much. But if he's potentially going to be a, as bad next season as he was in this game and has been in recent weeks, I mean, let's not forget, it's only a couple of weeks ago they lost to the Dolphins. And he did not look good in that game either. Um, it's just somewhat of a concern. I mean, the Patriots next season have thirteen and a half million dead cap space, no matter what. So I know he's out of contract, but if he doesn't sign, they still got to pay him thirteen and a half million. He's he's already asked. He he went to them before and said, "I want to play till I'm forty five. Yeah, give me a three year contract." They said no. Yeah. He went back saying, "Give me a two year contract." They said no. Yeah. He went with a one year contract. They said no. So why are they going to give him a contract now when they've just come out of the playoffs? But they've still got to pay him, whether he signs the contract not, or not. But I don't see why it's beneficial for either of these two sides to actually have this deal in place. Yep. It's mu- the only thing I can see for Brady would be a good idea would be the Chargers. Oh, he's not going to another One team. year in LA... He's not going to another team. He's only thinking about merchandise now. He's thinking about his brand. To mm-hmm. go to California, brand new stadium, the Chargers will want him because they need to bring some fans in. So there's a draw there that they don't have at the moment. Okay. So it makes perfect sense business-wise for Spanos to get some interest in the Chargers for next season. Because it's going to be terrible for them going into a a stadium share with the Rams. So they need a splash. Brady gets a year on the West Coast, in the sun, in LA, pushing his brand, his TB12 brand. He's got nothing else to sell out in Boston. He's now he's a legend then no matter what happens. So he might as well have one year in the sun in a new stadium, drum it up. I will admit that for the Chargers... It probably makes sense. I mean, it is the most short-term of short-term signings. Yeah, the matter. But from a commercial perspective, if that's where their focus is, I'll be. Do you know what? I'll be disappointed in the charges if they do sign him. I don't see it. I just don't see it because I, I think he'll want to retire being a patriot. He can go um, back for one. Look, a lot of those old players go back for one day to retire as as that that yeah. player. But I mean, that's meaningless. It doesn't mean anything. Um, well, neither does the one season at the end. A lot of lot of big players did that. I, for me, I, I'm just not. I, it doesn't say it. It doesn't say it. If it does happen, fair play, you've called it. It makes I'm business just, sense for that to happen. I'm just not sure. Um, if he, if he does leave, where do the Patriots go? What uh, they... Fourth in the division. Because <laughs> they are we looking at Cam Newton? Oh, I, I mean, he, he doesn't suit Belichick whatsoever. Let's let's burn that bridge when we come to it, shall Oof, we? That would be an interesting. That's all you would hear about in the uh, in the off season, though. Do you think Belichick wants to deal with Cam Newton? No, no. Let's move on to the third game, shall we? Dave? That yeah. was the Philip Rivers. That was the swap. Yeah. Oh, he loves a swap. Rivers. Yeah, Rivers does love a trade. Um, let's talk about the Sunday games then. So that started in New Orleans with the Minnesota Vikings taking them on. Again, it went to overtime. Apparently, this is the only time that two wildcard games have gone to overtime ever yeah. uh, in the same season and yeah it was the Vikings that came out on top let's just go through quickly Kirk Cousins who often maligned in the primetime games complete, shy. Wait, completed 19 of 31 for 242 yards and a touchdown a very important touchdown Drew Brees 26 of 33 for 208 yards one touchdown one interception he also lost a fumble and Taysom Hill, the ultimate gadget player, had one pass completed for 50 yards. 
Uh, he also ran the most. He had 50 yards on four carries for the, the Saints. And he caught a touchdown pass. Two of two for two on his receptions. I love Taysom Hill. I don't like Taysom Hill that much. <laughs> I've been saying it for years. I love Taysom Hill. No. And the wife says he has a very nice bum as well, apparently. Does he really? That's oh, what she okay. said. Uh, first quarter, they traded field goals. Yeah. Second quarter, we had the touchdown for Alvin Kamara on a four-yard run. Then you had a field goal and a touchdown for the Vikings. That was the Dalvin Cook five-yard run with about 23 seconds left in the, in the first half. Then into the third quarter, we had another touchdown, another Dalvin Cook run. Um, that was on eight plays on that drive. Fourth quarter, you had the Taysom Hill reception and a field goal from Will Lutz with two seconds left. Um, Zimmer tried to ice the kicker, but didn't make any difference. He nope. kicked both of them through. And uh, yeah, went to overtime. Vikings win the overtime toss. Coin toss yeah. <laughs> overtime. Better put a coin in there. Yeah. Otherwise, that sounds really weird. <laughs> not, X, not XFL yet. Um, and so... Obviously, you still have to go down and, and score a touchdown. Otherwise, the Saints get another chance at it. Yeah. And it was, what, first and 10 at the New Orleans 45-yard line. And Kirk Cousins throws that deep pass to Adam Thielen. It's a 43-yard completion. That ends up on the two-yard line. Uh, first and goal. Saints are crying already. They get two runs. And they move backwards on those two runs to Del- from Dalvin Cook. And a third and goal at the four-yard line. Blitzing the... The run again. Yeah. And they've got single coverage on Carl Rudolph on the left-hand side. Yeah. As soon as he sees that, he aud- Kirk Cousins audibles to that play. We've seen it a few times already this season. He's a legit red zone threat. Why yep. are you only putting one person on Carl Rudolph? Ridiculous. So he throws the fade. Rudolph jumps it's, up, catches the ball. It's exactly the same thing as he's done. Runs to the back of the end zone. Yeah. Or to the side of the end zone, either way. Stands there, faces up. The re- because he's quick enough, the receive uh, the cornerback is then running with his back to the ball. Yep. And Carl Rudolph, look, he jumps like he's six foot nine. He jumps. Well, he's like six he's five, massive. isn't he? So well, he jumps huge. There's yeah. players who are big and don't jump big. If mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He jumps big, and he's so big, you get in possession, he's coming down with it. it. There was no way that was not. And the calls for pi, I'm I'm not having it. <laughs> I'm glad I'm you're not having it either. Pipe down. Yeah. Both of them pushed off. And you know what? They didn't look at. Do you know why I didn't look at it? Because they didn't need to look at it. No. But I'm quite glad. That's what this is what I said to you. I really hope if the Saints lose, they've got <laughs> summer to moan about. Because it's just almost becoming entertaining now. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I mean, it's it's quite ironic that they, they lose on a play that they instigated into I, the league I went last on, year. I went on to Twitter. It lit up. Oh, I bet it did. It, oh, it was rough. <laughs> Well, those Saints fans know how to take a loss. Uh, let's just look through some of the... Well, let's just talk about Talvin Cook quickly, because obviously he was a questionable for the game. Comes in, has 28 carries, 92 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. Three catches for 36 yards as well. He's so important to that Vikings offense. If he's not there, you can tell the problem, because yeah. Alex Madison had five runs for 20 yards. Uh, Amir Abdullah had nine yards. And then you had Stefan Diggs I mean, and Adam Thielen doing... The 94 yards he got were, were dirty yards. Yeah. They were hard, hard yards. And there was no real lung-busting 60, 70-yard run. Well, his longest yard... He had a 16-yard run, so the yeah. rest of them all it, went it, for four it, yards. But they were all... He, he, he'd go into 
um, he'd go into the defensive line and basically turn it into a maul and drag players three or four yards with him. They were all dirty, hard yards. Oh, we're talking about Cook now? Yeah. yeah. And he absolutely just... I mean, 94 yards in a wildcard game. Yeah, his longest was 22. Yeah, he's 94 yards in a play. It is, it's insane. When you're not the key focal point and you have a wide receiver who got 130 yards or whatever it was. 129, yeah, Adam, Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen, what a game. He finally showed up. He's been absolutely awful towards the end of the season he has been carrying an injury fair play to him but not been good and he's been dropping passes recently well he lost a fumble the first play of the game didn't he yeah I mean that was yeah not feeling s, but he made up for it he did make up for it eventually the thing that I didn't like was um, the antics of Stefan Diggs I'm glad you brought that up what a bell end (laughs) I'm sorry who does he think he is he thinks it's Stefan Diggs pipe down son and get on the sideline and shut up I'm not having all this melodramatic he's not throwing the ball to me shut up you bloody idiot I know, I what know. a dick well he had fun last time he played the Saints in the playoff game so he was probably hoping for the, a repeat on that one we better talk about the defence very quickly because even though you know there was a lot of stuff going on offence to be held to under under 30 points both of these teams was pretty impressive Yeah. Uh, most importantly the Vikings defence didn't bend to Michael Thomas uh, there were sacks for Daniel Hunter. He had one and a half, and Everson Griffin had one and a half sacks as well. What a pairing! Yeah, I mean, yeah. Anthony Harris got the interception as well on Drew Brees. Michael Thomas ended up with seventy yards on seven catches uh, for eight targets. So he was still the most productive Saints receiver, but it was notable how much he wasn't really a factor in the game, considering how dangerous he can be. Well, he was. He was creating space by taking at times being triple teamed. Um, and he was creating space for other players. I mean, there's one point where um, Drew Brees threw to Cook, and Cook sort of grabbed the ball, turned around expecting contact, and there was nothing but space in front of him. And he stumbled. Oh, that's Kamara. Uh, stumbled fell backwards, yeah. Yeah, it was just... <laughs> how much space he's been taken up by having what is one of the premier wide pieces out wide? The premier wide piece out wide. You reckon you, you were Thomas saying is. you were saying that Hopkins? Yeah, was, but this season you've got to say Michael Thomas is the best. You think he's overtaken I, Hopkins now? I do. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going to only argue just with you. only I'm just. I mean, a one and a a two. For me, there's four wide receivers who are superb, and mm. I think there's no doubt that he. If someone wants to make an argument that he's the outside, that he's the leading wide receiver, I'm not going to argue with them. It's difficult when he's just broken the record for reception yeah. in the season. I mean, when you get targeted as much as he does, it's difficult <laughs> not to. But when he catches all of them as well. Yeah, no, yeah. this is true. Um, on the other side, on defence, there were sacks for Cam Jordan, Trey Hendrickson, Janoris Jenkins and Malcolm Butler had half a sack each. Oh, Janoris Jenkins, what a game. What a steal they've picked him up. Well, there you go. What the Giants last? It's well, They keep losing. <laughs> uh, and a special mention to Deontay Harris, Yeah, the punt returner slash kick returner for the Saints no a, magician sorry yeah conjurer yes. 133 yards of four kick returns <laughs> and 44 yards on four punt returns yeah. uh, special yeah. teams player of the season right there without any shadow of that's crazy wasn't it it's insane yeah Will Lutz did miss one of his three field goals but he did make the important ones yeah. again, so at least take it to overtime uh, yeah I, again I thought that the Vikings could pull this off um, I want to change the overtime did. rules. Okay. I really do. I because what's wrong with them, Dave? Okay, I think both teams should be allowed one possession each, regardless of what happens. Regardless of what happens. I mean, it wasn't too long ago that the first person to score won. Yeah. So if you got ridiculous. a field goal, yeah, I agree. 
is it not still ridiculous now that as NFL fans we're being robbed of I mean how exciting would it have been so the Vikings go and score it's like right now Drew Brees has got to go out he's got to go down the other end and score he's Mm -hmm. got to it makes the league better it makes it better to watch it makes I don't see a downside of it I think every there should be a minimum of two possessions one for each team as simple as that no matter what if you get a touchdown game shouldn't be over the other team get it back and they have to score a touchdown they, they have, have to at least it. get the same amount of points death. basically Absolutely. last year Patriots um, Chiefs we saw Patrick Mahomes oh, sitting God. on the sideline yeah I mean how's that good for the game you got Patrick Mahomes the MVP the best quarterback in the league mm-hmm. and it pains me to say that it really does <laughs> it really does but he's sitting there on the sideline yeah. watching has his team get scored on you have to admit it would have been better for the Chiefs to come out and go, right, we've got a score now. You're sitting there as a fan going, oh my God, I can't take my eyes off this. This is a, it's brilliant for the league. I don't understand how it's a bad thing. Well, I agree with you. I think, you know, what we're basically arguing for is more football. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only argument you can give me is, I'm a Vikings fan and I don't want... <laughs> That's the only argument. I like seeing and, Salty Saints fans. And unfortunately... It's not valid. We have to change. We absolutely have to change it. I mean, it was only last season that overtime went from 15 minutes to 10 minutes. Mm. So the other argument which I've heard, which I think was a Rich Eisen argument, is play the 10 minutes. It's that simple. Just play the 10 minutes. I'm not a fan of that because American football is a dangerous game. And Rich making, Eisen, don't listen to Rich Eisen. Well, I'm just saying, no, it's it's a suggestion that's out there, and if it's a daft suggestion, the NFL will probably do it. Um, <laughs> but with the new combined bargaining arrangements and the uh, owners' meetings coming up soon, we could well be seeing a change. Wouldn't well, su- wouldn't surprise me. An XFL have just announced their overtime rules, which is basically like a penalty shootout, but for offense and defense. You have to explain it. It's amazing. Well, from what I understand, it's, it's having ridiculous. both sets of of players on the, on the field at the same time. So your offense is down one end, your defense is down the other, and you're squaring off. So your offense has a, a goal line set against the opposition's defense, and that that one play is run. And once that's done, then the other team's offense snaps the ball on the other side against your defense. You do it five times, and if there's not a winner there, it goes to sudden death, and they just keep doing it. I mean, Which part- means there's action on the field. No, there is. And part- it's both of your teams are getting a chance to score, which is what you want. Part of me wants the XFL to be a success for nostalgic reasons as much as anything, <laughs> but it depends on the names they get. I would, I would like to have. No one's tuning nostalgia. in to watch play you know, no one's tuning in to watch the likes of Johnny Football. It's just not no. happening. You're not gonna get premier players in there right now. You're not, but there's still enough players who aren't in the league right now who could go to the XFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but it depends on the names. And it's one of the reasons none of us watch Canadian football, because they've got the likes of Johnny Manziel playing there. Yeah, we'll see how they, uh, whether we can see any broadcast rights over in the UK, because otherwise it won't matter. There's Either always, way, there's always the internet. Don't worry. There is the internet. <laughs> I, I get to watch stuff that's filmed in someone's back shed. You don't want to. You don't want to see the watch. I what are you watch. talking about now? <laughs> I get to watch that online. You Let's... can watch it. You can find anything, son. I'll show I'm you. Sure, one, you can. Show don't, you don't show me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that was the Saints Vikings. Uh, yep. Congratulations to the Vikings. Uh, Commiserations to the Saints. Yet again, without doubt. Yeah. The best playoff weekend ever. Wait, we haven't finished yet. No, I'm just those three games. Yeah. Well, I'm, right. I, I've just said that. That's not valid for the last game. <laughs> One last thing. Alvin Kamara. 
yeah. missing in action in this game. It was a bit strange, wasn't it? It is a bit odd. I mean, last time he played against the uh, Vikings, he only got 11 yards. But that was preseason week one, so, you know. He got a touchdown. He did. But, yeah, he only had 21 yards on seven carries and, uh, and 34 yards receiving on eight catches. Yeah, not good so, enough. So, no, it wasn't good enough. Um, what happens with uh, Drew Brees? Um he walks on water so he will stay. does he does he people during the game were saying he was the biggest liability and they were calling for Taysom Hill I love Taysom Hill I really do and they've some, got Teddy Bridgewater there back to go to free agency yeah somewhere he'll, he'll resign don't do? worry about what that but no he won't not if he gets a starting job somewhere yeah he'll resign don't worry about that the only place he's possibly going to get a starting job is at the Colts I mean he's not getting a starting job anywhere else I just don't see it mm. Mm. not for the amount of money they're going to have to pay him as a starter um I, I, I mean, at one point someone made a comment that Taysom Hill would get a job somewhere as a starting quarterback. I'm like, are you mad? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're purposely trying to tank, maybe, but it's, that's not happening. It's the same people who love Gardner Minshew, isn't it? Yeah. Well, just love a Taysom Hill. Don't well, you love started. Taysom Hill. I love Taysom Hill, but not as a quarterback. I mean, throw the occasional, by all means. I mean, he got one, one for one on fifty this time. Yeah. Um, and set up a score, so fair play. Caught but, one. Not every single game, uh, every single snap. I'm not having that. <laughs> Even I draw my limit somewhere. Yeah, we better talk about that last game. Um, oh, it's a shame that Philly size not here. He is ill at the moment, which is yeah, why he's not here today. But he's pig sick, <laughs> sick as a parrot. Yeah, um, yeah. It was the Seattle Seahawks at the Philadelphia Eagles, and lo and behold, Dave, we finally get Carson Wentz into a playoff game. Yeah, four passes later. And his head's driven into the turf by Jadeveon Clowney. Suffers a concussion. Out for the game. Yeah. And the Eagles have to trot on Josh McCown. Who, I don't know if you heard in the commentary, but he's actually 40 years old. They hardly mentioned Did it. Did they mention they may, it? May have, that. It may have slipped out. I, I genuinely didn't know that he's only the second ever person to make their pre- uh, playoff debut after being 40 I did <laughs> oh, so not did know see the that game. I did not see that no I saw up until the injury because <laughs> I, I, I first thought um, what was the lad's name Con- not Cook not Connor Cook he was the old Raiders one Matt McGloin no, no no that was, that was I thought we were going to be Raiders quarterbacks yeah, who was the backup I, I was the backup last season to the Eagles because that's who I thought it was going to be no the other <laughs> lad and I was I thought okay I'm quite I'm quite interested Nick Sudfeld because it's Sudfeld that's it and I'm like, Sudfeld, okay, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to seeing him. No. And then McCown came on and went, oh, you're having a laugh. No, oh, sod <laughs> this. I think I watched two plays when I'm going to bed. I watched, that, watched it the next day. Um, he didn't play that badly. No, no, he, he played fine. But he's not Carson Wentz. Well, no. And when he's surrounding cast... He's not concussed. Well, when he's surrounding cast is the, was Boston Scott. Yeah, great. He, I mean, yeah, or only the great names... Yeah, um, I mean, I I like Miles Sanders and I like Greg Good. Ward. Yeah, me but too. They're not starters in the playoffs. Miles Sanders is now in the playoffs. Yeah, mm. no, he's done well. He's done well, but he's not. He's not a guy you want to hang your hat on in the playoffs. He's Six just, nine yards he's on fourteen not, carries. No, you cannot make an argument that you want to hang your hat on him. You cannot. I'm well, sorry. I'm, I'm not even willing to badly. listen to it. Pipe down. <laughs> Wentz can carry the team through that. There's no way McCown is going to. There's zero chance. The only disappointment oh, no. I've got with this game. Is the fact that the Seahawks didn't win by more. Well, that speaks to the Seahawks, doesn't it? It kind of does. Final score was 17 points to 9, by the way. Russell Wilson, he had 18 completions on 30 attempts for 325 yards, one touchdown, 
uh, a rating of 108. Josh McCown had 18 completions on 24 throws, 174 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, rating of 94.8. Russell Wilson also had 45 rushing yards, which was the most on the team, yeah. which is kind of typical for the Seahawks without having Chris Carson there. What were the other rushing yards, Jim? Travis Homer had yep. 12 yards on 11 carries. Yes, he did. Marshall Lynch had 7 yards on 6 carries. Yes, he did. Yeah. So that's Have you ever seen atrocious. such turgid rushing stats in your life? But then you've got to talk about the defence then, right? The defence was very good. Well, yeah, they couldn't stop him. There's one, there's one point he took two offensive linemen with him. I thought it was yeah. hilarious. Timmy Jernigan as well. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins got a sack on, on Wilson, which is never easy. Uh, yeah. On the other side, a bit easier to get sacks. Uh, two for Quinton <laughs> Jefferson. Uh, Bradley McDougall got one. Jadavion Clowney sure got a very serious one. Well, I know, I'm, I'm, keep it quick. Uh, KJ Wright, <laughs> Cody Barton, Rasheem Green all got sacks. Yeah. Um, are you, are you got any problems with the Jadavion Clowney hit on Wentz? Obviously, he was behind him. I have. And helmet to helmet. Well, it's, the it's the fact that we saw it from a head-on angle almost as he was running onto him. And yeah. it looked as if he changed the direction of his helmet in order to initiate contact as he was going down. Yeah. Now, the only thing I would say, if he had the presence of mind to do that in the moment and think, oh, I'm going to helmet to helmet him, then at that point, I mean, Jadavion Clowney doesn't strike me as a particularly dirty player. Um, I mean, if it was Vontez Berfic, for example, you'd be like, yeah, no, he definitely did it. <laughs> so okay. I don't, in honest, I don't know. And quite frankly, I don't really care because if he had got penalised for it, it'd have been a 15-yard penalty and he wouldn't have had any over, he wouldn't have had any difference anyway. It would have made no overall difference to the actual game. Yeah, the last time I seen a hit like that, or someone diving on, well, hitting someone helmet in that kind of fashion was when Gronkowski did it against the Bills. Oh, but that, no, was, that, was, that was different. But that, that was, was dirty. But again, that, was but that again was completely different, yes. but it was the way it was hit. There was one in, well, it wasn't that hit. I don't think it was intentional. No, there was one in the Raiders game, first game of the season when we played them, yeah. um, and it was a Raiders player hitting a Raiders player, um, okay. and he had massive neck compression and got carried off. Oh, but yeah. that was going up in the air and coming down, but there was no way he knew about that. Mm. I, just, I just don't think it was intentional. I mean... I, I said on WhatsApp it was a dented murder. That was very much tongue in cheek. Yeah, I just don't feel like it was. It was intentional to take him out of the game. I don't know. Maybe it was, and if it was, and he had the intention, uh, the thought of mind to do that in that particular moment. I don't think you're looking to take him out of the game, but you're looking to finish the play. Maybe, and especially when you're an outside linebacker, your whole job is to be aggressive and to hit the hit the quarterback. So yeah. he he was going down. He went. He didn't slide. He he dived, which yeah. is not the right way to do it, Carson. I don't know how many times you have to get injured to uh, understand this, but but again, the question going in history is always going to be: Eagles fans are going to say, "If we'd have had Wentz, we may have won that game." Keep having that excuse forever, can't we? Well, Wentz had four passing yards going into that, so it wasn't as no, one Wentz completion was, on four yeah, passes. Yeah. It wasn't like he was, but he he actually only made three yards on that. Because they had they had um, a loss on one of them, so it, it it's not mm-hmm. as though they it's not as though they actually it's not as though he was lighting up before he went out. It's just there's so many injuries in that Eagles team. There's so many injuries, so many excuses. But there are, but they are. Do you know what? Any team, I'm not willing to listen to any team that says, "Oh, we've got injuries." Look at the Broncos list this season. We've got masses of injuries. We still finished second in the AFC West. Look at uh, yours. Steelers, yeah, no. look at Steelers as well. You know what? You still did well to finish level, yeah. based on the injuries that you've had. Yep. I'm kind of willing to listen to the 
to the uh, Eagles because their injury <laughs> list it's all self-contained in like three positions. Yeah, and they've yeah. just been utterly destroyed by. It. I mean, all the guys that we've named a moment ago, they were all on practice squads at the beginning of the season. Mm. I mean, the one and Zach Ertz are playing with a lacerated kidney as well. Yeah, and it's no surprise that their main wide receivers were Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. Yeah, um, Zach Ertz is on dialysis at half time. It is. <laughs> it's insane. But they still only lost by one score. Yeah, I mean, in the first quarter, there was a field goal for the Seahawks. Second quarter, there was a field goal back for the Eagles. Uh, and then the touchdowns from Marshall Lynch, a five-yard run uh, with just over a minute left. Third quarter, there was a field goal again for the Eagles. Then there was a touchdown for DK Metcalf, 53-yard bomb yeah. over the top from uh, Russell Wilson with about 8.46 left. Then they had the field goal from Jake Elliott, getting it to 17-9. But it's still in your one-score game, and that's the the thing that stayed watching it because they had a chance with the defense playing so well and the crowd behind them. Mm. That even with Josh McCown and even with no receivers and everything, there was still a chance for these Eagles to get a get a win. Yeah. They had two fourth downs. Well, there was that play at the end of before the game. The end. They were third and ten, and all you got to do is okay. We need to punt. We need to create as many yards as we can because chances are we're not going to get the third down. Third mm. and ten. It's in the fourth quarter. There's about minute 24 left or something like that um, if we can gain 4 or 5 with a run and then punt it down Josh McCown's not going to lead a charge down the field we'll be absolutely fine instead they go, go deep get the first down and create about 30-40 yards and win the game and it's just you don't do that against a team you respect I don't think the Seahawks had any respect for that defence well um, they got you know, they did get lucky on that last play yeah but it's, you normally just wouldn't try it um, no but there, there was a fourth down at the Seattle ten yard line with two minutes left. Yeah, but then McCown got sacked before having a chance to throw it. Mm. And again, that was the second turnover on downs they had in the the, the last seven minutes of the game. That's what I was mentioning earlier. When it's the difference between being a good quarterback and being clutch. And unfortunately, McCown's probably but he's been about eight teams. Is it in the league? He's yeah. now forty years old and uh, yeah, um, wasn't expected to play the game. When so. I was in Seattle earlier on in the year. Uh, everyone's nuts about the Seahawks to the point where if you go into a shop like they have an NFL shop there's like one item of memorabilia from all the other teams because everything else is Seahawks and it's just there's just no custom what, the Sounders there. or something what they got over there <laughs> no no I mean in terms of like there's like a, a Steelers hat there's like a Jets jersey oh okay I mean there's like one piece because they just don't have room because everything else is Seahawks they absolutely love the Seahawks and it's a Seahawks town I would have loved to have been there in the bars when that was happening because when we were over there and they were playing it's rowdy and it's good and it's entertaining um, but this wasn't a convincing display from the Seahawks no um, no. unfortunately I think this is maybe where their run comes to an end oh well as you've just uh, intimated Did, there Dave we better talk about the well before you go on to that have you heard the bird versus birds uh, stat which I love I saw it during the game I did. I do you remember seeing the stat? I can't tell me what it was. So there was an animation during the game where yeah. um, any teams that play in the playoffs, where it's a bird versus a bird, so the Seahawks yeah. against the Cardinals, Eagles, yeah. um, the home team has won a hundred percent, ten out of ten. And right. This is the first time ever that there's a loss, and it's now ten and one. There you go. Yeah. Only the interesting facts brought to you. <laughs> uh, it does mean for those keeping score on the playoff predictions that I got three out of four. Yeah. Yourself got one out of four. But two of the three that you got went to overtime and you're quite fortunately just lucky on. <laughs> if you say so, Dave. I do. I just said it. I don't. I can say it again. Well, you, yeah, you Did could you be wrong it? again. You could be wrong several times. Behave. <laughs> we also 
We've got some housekeeping to do quickly, Dave. Yes, I know. I, I thought about this. I know what you're going to say, and I thought about this. Yeah. Um, Three people asked me. <laughs> Shit. I know. Uh, let's take a break, and then I'll find the results, and we'll come back with them. Yeah. Welcome back, guys, to part two of the Jim the King NFL podcast. This is the wildcard review slash divisional preview. Um, before we go on to the preview, Dave, we're going to have to go through a bit of housekeeping, and that involves the Royal Rumble we had for week 17, yeah. which is a long time ago now, um, where we had one, two, three, seven people going up against the King. There's preparation for you. <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I remember how many I got this week, and as long as I didn't finish bottom, I'm happy. Well, going into week 17, I mean, we officially finished it on week 16, because yes. you know week 17 is a bit of a joke. Uh, the King had 152 points. The people had 148. So the way it worked out was that the King, out of the full 16, only got seven. Bum. Which is, he he didn't do very well. That's distinctly uh, average. He bet on the Bills to beat the Jets, but the Bills rested everyone for the playoffs. Yeah. He bet on the Browns to beat the Bengals, and of course the Browns didn't win that, as uh, Freddie Kitchens can tell you. Uh, Packers beat the Lions. Chiefs beat the Chargers. He bet on the Vikings to beat the Bears. Again, the Vikings sat everyone yep. against the Bears, and they still barely lost. Um, bet on the Patriots to beat the Dolphins. Everyone bet on the Patriots to beat the Dolphins, and that classically was wrong. Yeah. And he also bet on the Bucks to beat the Falcons. Uh, Connor, Lou, and Nick bet on the Falcons in that game. So that worked there. On the Saints, that worked against the Panthers. Cowboys beat the Redskins. Everyone won that apart from Nick. Raiders at Broncos. Uh, King went for the Raiders. You went for the Broncos, obviously. obviously. And a couple of others. How many others went for the Broncos? Uh, Mike and Lou also went for the Broncos. So ah. it was a bit of a 50-50 split there. Well done, Mike and Lou. Cardinals at Rams. King rightly went for the Rams. Only someone called Denver Dave went for the Cardinals in that one. So yes. Evened out there. I can't remember uh, the score. Who what? Who won? Cardinals Rams <laughs> I genuinely can't remember uh, it was like 24-12 yeah. uh, then it was Eagles at Giants Eagles still won the game because they had to to get through uh, Lou went for her Giants and they didn't uh, repay her for that one Colts at Jags everyone went for Colts Jags went crazy on that last game uh, Steelers at Ravens um, King went for the Ravens as did everyone else apart from Cy and Mike who went for Steelers thinking they might rest everyone yeah they still rested a lot of people, but it didn't make any difference in the end. Steelers suck. Outrageous. Titans at Texans. Again, this was one where only yourself and Mike got the Titans pick correct there. Yay! Uh, as the Texans decided to sit everyone yeah. and let their division rivals into the playoffs. Yeah. Bad mistake by the And it was a, a last-minute sit as well. Yeah, it was. And then the last game was the 49ers at the Seahawks, which we're going to be talking about uh, fairly soon, I think. Yeah. Uh, Good game that was. King went for the Seahawks. Uh, as well as Punk, Nick, and Lou, uh, yourself, Cy, Kansas Mike, and uh, Connor went for the 49ers. Kansas Mike. I've got to give Mike's, Mike's shaping up to have a good week. Mike has been living in like butter and honey because he won both his fantasy, te- fantasy well, divisions in his first time of playing. No. He did. He drew our league. He didn't. He and I finished joint top. He still beat you in the record, right? No. Yeah, he no, did. No, we won each other. We won. We, it was one against one. That goes down to other things like points scored. Against, against each other. Yeah. I won that aggregate. 
Well, somehow you got, got second. Yeah, joint first. He he <laughs> sent me a WhatsApp and we agreed we were going to share it. Well, history says that he won it. So mm, lies me. I I started zero three. This is well documented. And went well documented. I ended up fourteen and three. Congratulations. I mean, that's legendary. No, it's thirteen yeah. and four. Thirteen and four. I ended up. Anyway, he won both his divisions. Rubbish. His Chiefs are in the playoffs. And he was the he was the top scorer in this uh, Royal Rumble as well. Wow! So as the oh, king got seven, like. Punk also got seven. Next up was Philly Sai and Nick the Jet. They both got eight. Then on nine points was Lou, Giants fan. Yes, I beat Lou. Connor also a Giants fan, <laughs> and Denver Dave. I got on nine. nine. As well. So you got nine. Oh, yes, I didn't lose. <laughs> so you all got nine, and then Mike, Kansas Mike. Got 11. Got 11. So, actually, if you were counting, he actually did win. <laughs> if we were counting him for week 17, he did but win not. with a four-point difference. He still got it. Yeah, well done, Mike. Uh, 169. <laughs> 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 so, there we go. That was the end of the King's Picks for the 2019 season. Um, we're going to go on now to the uh, divisional games. Some very good games coming up here, Dave. This, I told you before, this is the best weekend of the season. Uh, We've got any dross, any dross like the Patriots. The or best the... week of the season. No. It is. Easily. Go on then. Pre-season week three. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it is. And uh, Pro Bowl week. Right, yes. Yes, you've got, you've got yeah, me there. Yeah, then divisional. Let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings <laughs> at the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. It's happening in the UK at 9.35pm on Saturday the Vikings have a 10-6 record 4-4 four four away record 49ers have a 13-3 regular season record with a 6-2 home record mm. so they had the week off as well to rest and uh, get themselves ready who is winning this game though? I mean you had a go at me for picking the favourites last week yeah I did Yeah, you did yeah. well I'm sorry playing soft I'm sorry to... <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, I'm going for the favourites again Ooh. 49ers I just I it does for me it doesn't matter what the Vikings bring I think the 49ers have a response to it the issue I think is that the 49ers don't necessarily have huge amounts of um, huge amounts of experience in the playoffs which I don't, I'm not entirely sure that the Vikings <laughs> have either well they both no um, the only argument I can make really for the Vikings I don't believe they're positionally better I mean, they're better at wide receiver and probably better at running back. Other than that, across the field, I'm not entirely convinced mm. by the Vikings. The only real argument I can make is momentum. And I'm not even sure how much of, how much of a difference that plays situationally going into... What, for the Vikings? Yeah. That's the only thing, really, I can say. Um, I, I can't look past the 49ers. Last time the Vikings were in the playoffs, it was two years ago. Yeah. When they played the the Saints and beat them on the Minnesota Miracle that was their Super Bowl yeah. next week they get trounced by they the Eagles mullered yeah basically in the first quarter it was over yeah history if history tells you anything Dave, yeah. that's how I like to look at this thing is through the <laughs> lens of history if you don't learn from the lessons of history you're destined to repeat them the Vikings had an overtime win in New Orleans this time it wasn't at home this was in New Orleans no one expected them to win it yeah. That was their feel-good story. Yeah. It's so difficult to get up again. Oh, they'll make a DVD about this. For an even, for what I consider to be a tougher opponent in the 49ers. I a agree. more complete team. 
I agree. Than the the Saints, I have I cannot see how the Vikings can win this game. When we, br- I agree. When we break it down, and we're almost certainly going to be wrong now as well because we nah. agree on something. When when you break a playoff game down, it's really really fine margins. Normally you can you can't plug a fag paper between the two choices. Sure, but and it comes down to the the, the little things, the things that we don't always see, the temperament mm-hmm. and the immeasurables, but where we can measure advantage because we can't legislate for that they they are just what they are someone might get sick they might it might be about food poisoning players might have a cold we can't control any of that but when you look at the things that you can look at the head coaches you've got Zimmer on one side and Shanahan the other side yep in a two minute drill when you've got to make the right decision which way are you going I know which way I'm going, but which way are you going? Yeah. And that's a rhetorical question for everyone out there. Think of which way you're going. Hmm. Now, when you've got your quarterbacks and you need to want to be clutch, you need to pull out that play. You need to need them to stand at the line of scrimmage and go, no, 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 I'm not going to do, I'm not going to make that play. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And bring something out because we always see it where a quarterback wins it, not going with the design play, yeah. having to do something on the fly of his pants. Who's going to do that? Yeah. Cousins or Garoppolo again rhetorical think to yourself what's going to do it who's going to make that play either defensively or offensively and I just I can only go one way with it mm-hmm. and that's the way I'm going with all of these playoff games I don't feel like there's any huge advantage for Minnesota I just don't no and no. If, if anything, they're going to win it with a big play. They're going to win it. It wouldn't shock if they do win it. It's going to be with an eighty-yard bomb over the top that Thielen's going to bring in and take in for a touchdown. Or there's going to be something that will happen. There'll be an interception that will be run back for sixty yards. There, there'll be a big chunk play. Or Dalvin Cook's going to break a tackle. Bosa's going to miss a tackle, and all of a sudden, bang! He's going to burn down the end of it for a hundred-yard return. There's going to be something that is going to win it for them. But that's what they rely on. Yeah. Other than that, I. I just don't feel like the 49ers the 49ers will lose it as opposed to the Vikings winning it do you know what I mean okay. I, I don't feel like I, there's enough in the Vikings to win mm. they have got a very good defence you can't like, Daniel yeah. Hunter yeah, yeah. it causes all kinds of problems as a rushing pair almost second to none yeah almost almost <laughs> very very good yeah um, but yeah I, I think the 49ers are ready for this game I think that the Saints probably took the Vikings a little bit without the, the right level of respect. Um, I don't think that that's going to have that same problem with Shanahan that you would have with Sean Payton. Yeah. So I'm expecting a 49ers win. Not saying it's going to be easy. 49ers have tended to keep these games quite tight. Uh, oh, but not a team it, who's going to go and score and score and score. No, but it helps that Garoppolo gets better as the game goes on as well. Yeah. He seems to, to grow into the game. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it because it's going to be a great great matchup. Good way to kick off the divisional weekend. Yeah, of all the games that you want on Saturday night, I think that's the game that you choose because I think it's got the potential to be the closest out of the others. Ooh. In my opinion. Okay. Well, let's talk about the second game then, Dave. It's the Tennessee Titans, not the New England Patriots, yeah. at the Baltimore Ravens, who were the number one seed. Um, quick injury report. Because there's a few for the Titans. Yeah. Uh, Jayon Brown, the linebacker, and then three wide receivers: Cody Hollister, Adam Humphreys, and Khalif Raymond are all questionable. For the Ravens, Mark Ingram was listed as questionable yesterday. I'm not sure about the latest updates. Chances are all of them are going to play. They'll play parts, without a doubt. Yeah. Just letting you know that there are some injuries going on there. Yeah. Uh, things to monitor. 
Uh, the Titans had a, obviously a nine and seven home record, sorry, season record, and a five and three away record. The Ravens were fourteen and two during the regular season with a seven and one home record. So obviously, a lot of people didn't give Tennessee much of a hope going against New England. Um, what do you think their odds are going against a much better Baltimore Ravens team? Um, I think this Ravens team, and I've I've said it numerous times. I mean, I've been banging the Titans drum pretty much all season, even when the Broncos shut them out. I've been banging this drum for a while. I just don't see it this time. I think the Ravens are the best team in the AFC, um, and I'm willing to bet all of Jim's eyebrows. (laughs) All four of them? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, if you look at the, the stats quickly, obviously Lamar Jackson should be the MVP yep. imminently. He will be the MVP. He had over 3,000 yards passing, 36 touchdowns to six interceptions. He was also the team's leading rusher with 1,206 yards on the ground on 176 carries, seven touchdowns, uh, and their top receiver is Mark Andrews, 64 receptions, 852 yards, 10 touchdowns. And the boy can block as well at tight end. You'd hope so, wouldn't you, the size he is? Oh, he's massive. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I know it's going to sound Convince like I'm just a Steelers way. fan, but, all right, who have the Ravens been planning for all last week? Probably the Patriots. Yeah. Okay. okay. So that's basically a week. That that bye week is basically is going to gone for them. Yeah. Why? Because they've been scheming for the wrong team. Okay. The play's completely different. They've been scheming... When you boil it down to its com- the lowest common denominator, you can go into schemes and people play man rather than zone and things. What they've been what they've been planning for is a stronger defense. Yeah. And what they've also been planning well, for is a team who's not the greatest in the air and run it a lot. Well, <laughs> I'm not being funny. It's kind of the same thing. You think what you like, but uh, I picked Tennessee <laughs> to beat the Patriots and. Um, are you I, doing it again? Look, I'm not saying that the Ravens aren't going to win this game because obviously they're the favourites, mm. okay? But you should not discount Tennessee in this game. They are built to not give up a lot of points. I, I think there's every chance that the Titans can win this game. I just think the Ravens are the best team in the AFC. Doesn't mean you're going to win the, the championship, though. It's true. We've seen that numerous times. We just saw the Saints go down. Yeah. It's not inconceivable that the Ravens will be something similar. They're relatively young as a team yeah. Uh, they didn't have a lot of luck last year in the playoffs went out first round and it's not inconceivable that someone like Dean Pease who is an ex-Ravens defensive coordinator lest we forget uh, has been around the block several times has got some idea of what to do to at least slow down Lamar Jackson Hmm. it's not going to be easy at all but there are ways to corral a running quarterback that that Ravens defense is legit special it really but I think is. we'll see a lot more from Tannehill in this game I hope we do but we know that we I think I know that we, he can the problem I've is seen it in the regular season the problem is if you're scheming it then in order to in order to give Tannehill more plays you're effectively taking plays away from your biggest weapon and I'm not sure that's the right thing to do as I said, there's no the Titans are not going to be saving Henry for next week because the chances are there isn't going to be a next week. It's not saving him for anything. 
They're using all the they're using all the lifelines now. It's like who wants to be a millionaire? It's on the thousand pounds using all the lifelines just to get to that point. He's not it, old. No, no, no. But I'm saying when you're carrying the ball sixty times in two weeks, it has an effect because all it takes is one of those for someone to land on an ankle or something. It'll like spend that. two days in cryo or something. Well, not, not you, lifting a finger. You can be flippant if you want, but you know <laughs> it takes an effect. And historically, when he's had numerous touches, the following week he hasn't been as special, mm, except um, for last week. Except for last week, because that was a playoff game. I mean, it's a yeah. lot easier to be special when you know it's potentially your last one of the season. But sooner or later, is. something will break down. He's only, he's only a man. Well, as long as he takes out the Ravens first, I don't mind well, if it's the week I after know, that. You, there's obvious, obviously, you don't want the Ravens <laughs> to win. You don't want them to win. You think that they probably still will, like any sane human being. But I understand why you're plotting against them. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to tell you it's not going to be one... Well, no, I don't I, think I, it's going to be a one-sided game, that's all. I don't think it'll be one-sided. I think... The Ravens will still win because they are the better team, but I think the Titans will still it's win. The Titans are good enough to give them. They're good enough to give them trouble. I think the Ravens win this game. I think you'll see bigger games from AJ Brown, from Johnny Smith, from Dion Lewis. I think you'll see a, a better spread, and it'll be run game working to play action, and there'll be a few more opportunities for Tannehill to sling it down the field and to test the. The secondary of the Ravens. You think Deion Smith's going to better his eight yards in the first game? I think Who? he might as well. John Deion, Smith. Deion, Deion Lewis. Deion rather. Lewis. Yeah, I think, I think he will. I think yeah. he may as well. They didn't need to. That was the whole point. If it's not broke, you don't fix it. If, then in this if, game, if you're why winning gonna, by running Derek Henry, then you don't in this change game, it. Why are they going to fix it? Why are they going to change it? If it's winning for them, they'll well, like keep you on said, doing if they it. Think I just don't think. I just if don't Derek think Henry's coming to the sideline knackered, they're going to have to. So they'll run in more, but obviously they'll look to try and in, in, implement some passing as well. The current, the big currency in Derek Henry has always been in the third and fourth quarter when everyone else is a bit knackered and he's stronger and bigger and faster than everyone else and still yeah. fresh. Yeah. So if they are going to change it up, don't be shocked if they do it early. Well, yeah. Um, the big positive for the Ravens has always been that they, and it was the same as the Chiefs last season, they get a lead early and never let go of it. Yeah. They never let go of it. The Titans have to score early. Agreed. They have to score early. If they don't, good night, Vienna. <laughs> well, there we go. So those are the Saturday slash Sunday morning games. Yep. Uh, let's move on then to the other side. Sunday night starts at 8.05pm for us. And that is the Houston Texans at the Kansas City Chiefs. What a matchup. Mm, I cannot think of a game I want to watch less. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, it's Mahomes versus... Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. It's pairings. It's offensive pairings. Neither team's got a brilliant secondary. Lines are good. Yeah. Lines are okay. I mean, that Titans uh, Texans line is much improved. Um, now the Tunsil's in it. Just yeah. To, as we say, stop collecting flags. Um, it's essentially... Mahomes and Hill versus and Kelsey well Mahomes and Hill versus um, Watson and um, your boy Hopkins yeah now there's obviously sidelines to that as well with um, Kelsey in uh, Kansas and you've also got Will Fuller potentially being fit for the Texans as well this is the one that I find hardest to scheme again uh, to decide because History tells you that Andy Reid doesn't do well in the playoffs. Oh Jesus! Yeah, with what quarterbacks? Okay, tell me, tell me, I'm wrong. 
Well, I don't care about the history before Mahomes. Something wrong. BM and AM, all right? Before Mahomes and after Mahomes. After Mahomes is where we're living now, all right? Uh, that, is the, that is the time we are living in. Oh, my God. Jim has just shown me his Patrick Mahomes tattoo. <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. I... I find it. I find this really, really difficult to pick against. I'm still going to go the Chiefs because of the Mahomes factor. Okay. But seeing what Watson did in this game, you can't discount Deshaun Watson ever. No, no, absolutely. What he did in the last game, I mean. But it, the fact is, in Kansas, it's going to be minus a billion. Yeah. I just they yeah. had two weeks to prepare. And they're probably going to have been preparing for the Texans as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's too much there. There's too much skin on the bone. They did meet in week six. They did. And the Texans won twenty-one to twenty-four. They did. It was Mahomes' first game back, I think. Yes. And about. since then, um, the Chiefs have been on it. Oh yeah. This was still them getting back into to health as well. Yeah. Uh, Damien Williams was coming back off an injury as Part well. Part of me really wants there to either be five feet of snow and a fifty mile an hour wind. <laughs> No. Or, no. Or there to be absolutely nothing. Yeah. I think you go all or nothing. No 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 hard rain or anything like that. You because in Kansas this time of year it is fresh. Yeah. Um blisteringly cold. Yeah. And I hope the game is finished not in a, I hope it doesn't go to overtime because the last thing you want to see again yeah is someone winning with a field goal or a walkaway touchdown. Um it has the potential to be game of the week. It really does. Or matchup of the week rather than game of the week. Shootout of the week. Yeah. You've got some very quick wide receivers going on there. Oh. Some shifty I mean, quarterbacks. Mikhail Hardman as well. Yeah, I, mean, I can't wait to see Mikhail. Cool, blimey. I hope no one goes down injured in this game because one injury can turn this a game round massively. We don't want to see any injuries ever. Well. Well, you do, but I don't ever want to see any injuries ever. I mean, there's a few exceptions. I don't like mind what? the odd injury. What? Oh, come on. Uh, week one next season, Roethlisberger, broken no, shoulder. Sod off. <laughs> sod off. A <laughs> uh, quick injury report then that we had from yesterday, I believe it was. Uh, so on the offensive side for the Texans, Chris Clark, the offensive tackle, uh, Jordan Akins, tight end, and Will Fuller were questionable, as well as on the other side, Cornell Armstrong and Jonathan Joseph, cornerbacks for them. On the Chiefs side, no one's on the injury report, so that's good for the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's move on to the final game, and that is the Seattle Seahawks at the Green Bay Packers. What? Packers, number two seed. The Packers had a 13-3 regular season record, 7-1 at home as well. Um, Seahawks are now 7-1 away. The passing yards for Rodgers was over 4,000. Uh, 26 touchdowns to four interceptions. Wilson was 4,100 yards, 31 touchdowns, five interceptions. Of course, um, Seahawks are still without Chris Carson. And the Packers have got Aaron Jones. Yeah. Which is the the major difference, surely, Massive. for the, the Packers Massive. this season. Well, the weather at the moment, which I've just checked in Green Bay, it's minus eight, feels like minus 12. Yeah. Yeah. That's a sunny day for them, isn't it? Oh, so Jones is over Jones is over a thousand yards rushing yep. uh, this season, sixteen touchdowns, which meant that Devonta Adams mm-hmm. only had to do nine hundred ninety-seven yards receiving and five touchdowns. God, you missed by three. Usually, yeah, usually he's the one that's relied on for all of the scores for yep. the Packers the last few seasons, uh, but Jones has really taken the load. And whenever Jones gets over forty yards rushing, 
Packers, they're winning. Packers don't lose. Yeah. So what's happening in this game, Dave? Obviously, Seahawks went across the country into a very aggressive Philly stadium and came out the other side thanks to an early injury for their one good player. Yeah. Um, this time, though, they're up against a <laughs> Packers team. Rough. That's rough what? to say, their one good player. Well, it, come on. <laughs> I'm being nice to Carson Wentz here. I mean, you know, I'm not like you. You talk about Daniel Jones when I'm talking about Carson Wentz. But I'm talking about the Packers now. I love Daniel Jones. I know you do. Too much. Uh, the, the Green Bay Packers have had two weeks now to prepare, probably for the Seahawks. Mm. I was the one that was riding the Eagles train there in more hope than uh, any expectation. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they've had the time to prepare. Seahawks have lost their big running weapon. They didn't get much really out of Travis Homer and um, Marshall Lynch. Nothing. So give me a reason why the Seahawks win this game. I can't. Oh, oh, I can give you two reasons. Oh, there you go then. I can give you two reasons. I can give you um, shit happens, that stuff every now and again happens we can't explain and that we can't legislate for. Things Brilliant. like, as I said, you know, food poisoning, yeah, asteroids, yeah. alien invasions, yeah, uh, usual kind of stuff like that. Snowdrift. Yeah, in, all that, all that, Bay, all that yeah. nonsense. Um, the other thing is Russell Wilson. Yes. That's the X factor. That's really the only chance. DK Metcalf all... looked very good against the Eagles as well. Yeah. Someone reminded me of something the other day. Um, a, guy oh, yeah. who, a guy who I work with um, said, uh, he said, you know, you're JJ Arcega Whiteside watch, aren't you? Yeah. He goes, you do remember that. Because um, he said, you were bang- I was banging the drum for DK Metcalf big time. I was mm-hmm. lauding him as a first round pick, which potentially should have been first round pick. Yeah. Um, JJ Arcega Whiteside was picked seven places ahead of DK Metcalf <laughs> how's that worked out for you Philly don't remind Philly sorry about that if it wasn't for bad luck they'd have no luck at all would they oh. <laughs> I like that saying that's good I, do. Um, I can't give you a reason why Seattle will win this other than random events of things happening um, like I don't know, Aaron Rodgers bounces some off Bakhtari's helmet it falls down it's picked up by a Seahawk and it's running for 100 yards Things like just the unexplainable, untangible things that we can't yeah. grasp. A Pete Carroll call that you're going, whoa, what the hell? It's like at the end, remember um, the first play of the second half of the Bills game when the guy gave himself up for it to the ref and then all yeah. of a sudden... <laughs> the ref the, just uh, moved out of the way of the ball. Yeah, yeah, and then someone ran it back and touched down. Obviously, he gave himself up. Everyone needs to stop, just calm down about it. He obviously people really talking about up. that still? That yes. was clearly... Go on Twitter. People are still now. talking about it. That's just Bills um, fans. Yeah. And the Bills can't really moan because they won a game like that when Davies White did it earlier in the season. So, yeah. you know, it is what it is. But something like that is going to help them. And it goes for all of the games, really. There's going to be an untangible. There's going to be something where we come here next week and go, yeah, we didn't see that coming because of an untangible. Except for the Titans. Yeah, call it. you can't relate. I mean, you can do it with the Titans because that was 34 rushes. He ran to the moon <laughs> and back. You can do that. You just can. It, yeah. It's going to be an immeasurable that will... If I'm if I'm going in if if I'm a Seahawks fan going out in Seattle it'll probably be raining if I'm going out in Seattle I'm going out to have a good night and to watch some NFL yeah I'm not going out to watch my team win because the okay. chances are it is probably not going to happen but again I don't think the Gre- I don't think Green Bay are all that defensively well that's the thing isn't it I you keep talking dodgy. about it but they they seem to be the interlopers if for most was, people in it, the do you know, let me tell you this if it was in Seattle. Mm. I'm picking the Seahawks. Oh, really? A hundred percent. I don't trust CenturyLink anymore as a as a scary place to play. Neither do I. So but, why are you saying? 
because I think they're the better team. Forget about the record. They played the Bills twice. I mean, and yeah. and Lions. I mean, you know. Mm. So take away four wins immediately. And that tells you how good they are. I don't trust Green Bay. The Lions Bay. twice and the Bills. Yeah, uh, Lions twice and the Bears twice. Oh, Bears twice, yes. Yeah, so you there's see? four yeah. straight away. Okay. Take those away. Yeah. No, I don't trust the Packers. I don't think they're that good. I think defensively, they started the season, they looked really good. When we played them, mm, I mean... They we got about five de- very decent players. Yeah, we were a dodgy team at the time and they, they only just beat us. The score looked more flattering than it was. Yeah. I'm not in for them. I don't think the Seahawks are all that good. But if it, I think the home team has a big advantage here. Um, True. Central Link probably isn't what it is, but it's still an advantage. But playing in Green Bay, it's a big deal. It's a huge deal. And that's the reason I have to go for Green Bay. It wouldn't shock me if they do win, but I don't think it will be because, be because they outplay them. Yeah, I'm not putting any money on this game. <laughs> but uh, I um, think you're right. There are. This is one of those games where Seahawks could just pull it out. And it, this is one of those ones where... Yeah, despite everything being in the Packers' favour. Yeah. But again, you you also some, look back. What what I mentioned earlier magic. on, where if you're looking QB versus QB, it's what you like. I side with Wilson, mm-hmm. but it's what, it's what you I like. I remember Aaron Rodgers being the best quarterback in the league. Yeah. That was a couple of years ago. Yeah. But I, I personally, I go with Wilson. If someone says, no, no, it's definitely Rodgers, I'm not going to argue with them. His, well, Rodgers' Super Bowl run was 2010. Yeah. It's now 2020. But he spent a long time without a real run game. He has. Um, and a real offensive line as well. But And he does too much. But like, we'll mm. gloss over that. And you mm. try throwing it Jimmy mm. Graham. <laughs> no, <laughs> that thanks. worked out. But <laughs> not in this I'm decade. not going to argue if someone goes the other way. But it's what I mentioned earlier on. With the If you look at the situation, if you've got Pete Carroll and Matt the Flower, which way are you going with that? Because I know which way I'm going. So you're kind of thinking, oh, I'm, I'm moving Which towards- way are you going? I'm like Pete Carroll okay, without right. any shadow of a doubt um, so I'm kind of moving towards Seattle but it's just the fact it's in Green Bay okay that's all that's all it is and it's going to be freezing but if they win it it will be Russell Wilson do you know fuck I'm going Seattle <laughs> I'm, I'm convinced myself when one of your myself. two things is shit happens you're going with yeah. the Seahawks well done okay. because shit does happen it does happen Frequently. And if anyone is going to make it happen, someone, we saw it last week where Watson dragged the team forward. And if anyone is going to mm. do that, it's going to be Russell Wilson. Yeah, but He's, I put the caveat that I'm doing it under duress of myself. <laughs> he has got the receiving core to to pull it off. Uh, yeah, he doesn't have any rushes though. I mean, I I like Homer as a relief um, sort of gadget running back who's going to get you a couple of yards when you. He's need no it. Boston Scott, <laughs> but you know. Oh dear God! <laughs> I mean, he's no Rex Burkhead. Let's no, no, no! Come on, <laughs> let's be serious here. Um, do you know my favourite stat though going into this divisional weekend, Dave? Go is on. that seven of the eight teams playing weren't in the divisional round last year? Ooh, how nice is that? That we've got almost a complete turnaround of teams. I hope that happens this again stage. next season. <laughs> so the Broncos are yeah, we've got a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Oh no, we still miss out. But yeah, only the Chiefs were here at this stage last year. Jesus, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Oh, I'm right. No, I hadn't thought of it. I genuinely hadn't thought of it. Yeah, but I love that stat. Yeah. It just shows that that's how the, that's how the NFL should be. It's only teams mm-hmm. like the bloody Patriots that buck the trend of, you know, it being cyclical. 
the whole point is your you know, team you know, is good, good thing for about a that. short period of time and then you go round again you know the good thing about the Patriots being the only team that's consistent is the fact you're not going to be able to say that for the next 10 years oh well, they'll no, be consistent no no you are going to be able to say that for the next 10 years <laughs> yeah yeah, it's going to be 10, 20 years before uh, Patriots no, are running be, It depends. There's, there's a lot of factors that will go in it. I mean, if they land a quarterback who just happens to be amazing, I mean, no one wants that. Yeah. Let's just hope it doesn't happen. I saw some people talking about Belichick's uh, drafting record, actually, and saying, well, who has he really drafted that was any good? Apart from Gronk. That, kind of, that was a, a flyer as well in the second round. He had a, a big injury history going into the league. Mm. But other than that, I mean... They're they're amazing in the trade. We know they that. managed to, they managed to turn people like Edelman from a quarterback into a wide receiver. Yeah, but there's a lot of them that they miss on. Yeah, I mean, to be they honest, Sony Michelle, he was first rounder, was second yeah. rounder. They traded out. Yeah, because um, uh, they traded out, and that was the pick that the Ravens made for, for Lamar um, Jackson. Lamar yeah. Jackson. They picked up Sony Michelle. Because um, there was a lot of people thinking they were going to be picking up the um, lad who the Redskins got. Darius Geis. Darius Geis, yeah. There was a lot of people thinking he was going to be picking up Darius Geis. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I I think you're right. They're not one of the teams that you look at and go, God, I wish we could draft like that. But they're always drafting down the bottom of the league of the table anyway. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's not easy to draft that far down and still get consistently great players. And they regularly give up second to, well, they regularly give up sort of fifth, sixth, and seventh round picks anyway. And um, first rounds for cheating scandals. So uh, and Brandon Cooks, and for Brandon Cooks, but they yeah. won that draft. Yeah, right <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Kings said they won that draft. Yeah, but yeah, it, it was an interesting comment. I hadn't really thought about it before because obviously the the Patriots get the best out of the players they have, but yeah. well, for the most part, anyway. Yeah, no, but, for teams that draft well, you want to look at like the Bengals and teams like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, there we go, Dave. I think we finished. Yeah. I think we've done everything. We've cut, caught up on basically everything that's going on with NFL right now. Get ready for the best weekend of the season. Divisional round. Ooh, eight great we teams. We didn't do player of the week in that lot. Are we going to bother? Uh, no, not this week. Carson Wentz. There we go. <laughs> Just everyone clowny. And, uh, Sicker. Carl Rudolph. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boston. Let's give it Boston Scott. Boston Scott. Yeah, there you go. You win the week, Boston, even though your team didn't win. Mm. Uh, yeah. So thank you very much for listening. I've been Jim. That's been Denver Dave. And we'll see you next week. Yeah.